What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show and Speak Easy. It's your host, LQ. And uh, Big Chill, aka okay, Atlanta, you know what it is. Uh, we do not have Clyde with us at the moment because we're recording late at night and he's probably asleep. Yeah. But, um, you know, two is better than none. So we just wanted to go ahead and drop, drop a quick episode for y'all to have something to listen to. Uh, how's everything been going, Landon? You got any news for us? Oh, so far, you know, just just trying to um, potentially get this new car and potentially uh, get a new place. But, Let's go. But yeah, that probably won't be for, you know, at least another month or two. Got a little bit more I need to save up, but I'm looking very, very good in regards to um, those two plans that I've been having on the uh, back burner for, you know, the last few months. You know, been a, been a lot of stuff that's happened the last few months, especially when it comes to family and, you know, people passing and stuff. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I feel like things are looking up. Uh, about to take a vacation uh, to go to Vegas in uh, October and, um, you know, just keep my options open in regards to uh, interviews and stuff. So uh, definitely feeling very optimistic at this point. What about you? Not, not bad at all. Um, <laughs> also, you know, hit me up about well, hit me up with your resume so I can see if there's anything in my job that fits you because we still hiring. Um, anyway, for me. I have some really cool news to share with everyone. I'm in a video game. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was checking earlier. I was making sure that I was there. But yeah, um, I'm in the game Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara. It's on PC. And let's see. Hold on. It's on PC. And I think Switch. No, it's on PC, PS5, and Switch. I have to remember that. Um, no, I am not a physical character, but I am in the credits, Dang. which makes me part of a video game. <laughs> it still counts. I thought it's going to be a playable character. I was about to say, let me go ahead and download that right now. Oh my God. If I was an NPC, I would flip. <laughs> I wouldn't even be this calm about it. Yeah, I would have flipped live. out. That would be live, man. But it's it's just a stepping stone, man. You know, the fact that you even got that far, you know, that's more than what most people can say. So. Right? It's pretty cool. Uh, so now my two truths and a lie, I can tell people that. And they'll be like, oh my <laughs> god! That's what I want. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, that's outside of that, I've released two new songs. I've actually previewed a song for my album. Uh, outside of the preview of the song for the album, I released another album, another song, jeez. <laughs> I released another song that goes by the title Gun Em Down. It's basically, it almost could be a Greg Abbott diss track, but it's a song that speaks on the uh, the outcomes of gun violence and not taking it seriously. So, if anybody's interested, feel free to go check that out on SoundCloud. Uh, it is not uploaded to, what's it called? to Spotify and Apple and all this stuff yet because I don't know if people know this, that actually costs money. So <laughs> if I don't see that I can get a profit from it or if people, you know, aren't as interested as I would hope that they are, I, it's no use of uploading it that way. And I might as well just keep it on SoundCloud, but I've got a really good reception from gun them down and the plays for therapy, which is a song that I'm previewing from my album is ridiculous 
I had like 150 plays in a day. And I didn't tell, I only told one person about the song. One person. I finally posted the song yesterday. But before then, nobody had heard a word. You know, like nobody knew that I released a song. Barely anybody knows I do music. So it was very interesting. Hey, I mean, anytime you want to shout your music out while we're talking and stuff, I mean, why not grow and grow your fan base, man? I've heard some of your songs and, and I like your songs, so why not grow the fan base? I appreciate it. Yeah, but I'm, you know, still once for all the people that think like, oh, everybody wants to become a rapper. It's a hobby. You know, I'm I'm not trying to make a crap ton of money from it. It'd be nice, but I'm not really trying to make it into a career. I just want to do something that's enjoyable and, you know, I mean, everybody, my... everybody, everybody loves music. So, I mean, regardless if you make it or you listen, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a media that's very easy to digest. So everybody loves it, but everybody hates new artists. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that's fair, too. <laughs> you know, you got my homeboy. He rapped, too. Everybody be like, nah, <laughs> nah, it's OK. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, you are right about that, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, that's usually it. why I don't bring it up. I'm just like, yeah, I get that. I get that reaction a lot, and it's like I, you know, the music that I make has a very, like, it's a very direct point. So a lot of times I don't want to focus on, you know, people trying to make me into an artist or something of that sort. It's just like I made this song. Do you like it or not? It has a real reason behind it, and it's dedicated to a certain group of people. Hopefully you can respect it. Mm-hmm. The best you can do is, you know, just continue to push out, you know, something that you're passionate about. And like you said, if it if it hits and it takes off, cool. If not, like you said, it's a hobby. So therefore, nothing wrong with you know, fine crafting your hobby. Yeah, very very true. I, mean, I appreciate me. Because there's plenty of hobbies that I know I have, and I have definitely, uh, like drawing, for instance, like I've definitely uh, been slacking when it comes to drawing, and I know I should definitely get back on it because um, somebody's been hitting me up about trying to make them some comic book characters, and I've been slacking, so yeah, it's time to get back on it. Yeah, and I think that's the, the thing for me is like, I just want, I still want to be good at it regardless. Like, I, I know people just, I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. Like, I I want people for sure to know that I'm good at what I do. But also, like, I want to continue to get better at it and even take criticism from people. It's mm-hmm. not that hard to, you know, get a critique and just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, definitely you know, got to make that, you know, clear and concise because there are some people that I know in the industry that can't take criticism, just want yes, man. So that's definitely good that you're open for criticism. Yeah. And it also I, I I will say I hate the quote, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my no, I'm not. Like I get, <laughs> you you shouldn't be that sensitive about it. You you should be very strategic. You don't have to be like extremely logical to where you feel no emotion towards your own music. Yeah. But all the passion and emotion that you put into the music, you have to understand once you put your art into the world is going to be received and critiqued through the lenses of other feet of other people for sure 
But yeah, when it comes to music, like it's such a vast market and so many genres out there, like some people can feel overwhelmed with music, um, especially when it comes to new artists. Seems like we get new artists uh, every other week or so. We do. And, a lot make it nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere. I mean, same thing can be said with sports. You know, a lot of people like basketball, baseball, football. I mean, plenty of people play it, but not many people can make it to the big leagues. Exactly. Speaking of sports, um, the NFL has has been kind of wild. I've seen a the lot. N- of- Seen a lot of ignorant uh, takes, like um, uh, what was it? Chris Broussard was talking about. Oh, the only way I can consider Dak elite is if he uh becomes a dynasty and stuff. I'm like, why the hell do we hold uh, Dak to such a high standard? Like, you are like the only uh, way that he can become, you know, so- someone who's considered upper echelon elite is by winning what three championships? Like, the only person that potentially has that chance to do that as Patrick Mahomes in this era. So I don't don't understand why we have to hold him to such a high standard when, you know, there's plenty of other quarterbacks out there like Brock Purdy and, and, um, you know, Justin Fields, like I've heard all the talk about him too. And I'm like, I want him to uh, to succeed. I want him to succeed so bad. I I really (laughs) do. But, uh, like when people be trying to put him like over Dak and stuff, I'm like, come on, man! Like let's let's stop being disrespectful, bro. Yeah, I I want I will also hop on that and say I don't understand. I get the disrespect, like I I do because when you have so much light on you, you know, like it's very hard to get away from, and people will go and use that for their critiques. Like it's very easy. To say, well, you know, this guy's on prime time all the time. Your expectations are that he will be very good, and that the team and the—I hate to say this—the fan base that goes crazy over them and has these high expectations, you expect them to be executed to some extent. Because mm-hmm. you say, here are all the pieces you should be able to execute with them. And no lie, I do think that the Cowboys have pretty much all the pieces to win. I just, one, never want them to win because I hate Jerry Jones. And two, we I have gotten rid of that expectation because I am a reasonable, rational human being. Like, they, you can't... It's the same thing with the 76ers. And I, I made this comparison because it's slightly fair. You can't say... Trust the process. You can't say trust the process and this is our year at the same time. That's fair. You, you, you can't. Like, it's, are you building? Did you already get there? Like, I need you to choose which one it is. And I really need Cowboys fans to understand that not every year you are at the pinnacle of competition. A lot of times, a lot of years in a row, a team is not ready to compete in that way. And it's fine. You can be in the building. You can be in the competing year and you don't have to be in the championship run year. That's okay. Not going to hold that against you. But what gets crazy is when there's, we going to the Super Bowl. It's our year. Like you don't hear most NFL teams say that at all. The teams that, you know, like the most you'll hear is run it back because they've won. (laughs) 
And who, of course, doesn't think that the team that is the best one year and makes good moves in the offseason the next year, I mean, in the offseason, can make another run. We say it every single year. So those teams, it makes sense. Only about four teams can even say that they're going to the Super Bowl the next year. And we know who those teams are. And I guess what? Only two of them are going. So it's still irrational. But I think the irrational fans and also the famous fans of the Dallas Cowboys make it a lot harder for them to just have a down moment, to have a down year, to have players that are just average or <laughs> slightly above average without having to get criticized for not being the elite. But Madden still rides their dick, so who cares? <laughs> Dak was rated way too high. Not well, you know what? I say not way too high, but the mistakes that he makes at this point in his career, I think that's the reason why I'm like, it's way too high. This many years in, this many years in, he still can't throw a solid out route. Yeah, I mean, there are, there's definitely some limitations to like him reading the field and like trusting himself in certain throws and stuff. Like, I know a lot of people want to talk about early interceptions in training camp and stuff like that. Like, when it comes to practice, I'm sorry. Like, I don't really read too much into that. Yeah, um, I'm not reading about you. I'm not reading about <laughs> anybody's practice. Yeah, but my thing is, I'm not one of those Cowboy fans that say, oh, it's, this is our year every single year and stuff. Like, it hasn't been our year since 1995. Like, let, let's, let's stop. That, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's damn near 30 years. So we got to quit that shit. There are some years where I believe that we have a legit chance but it just always seems like they always come up short. So when it comes to my expectations, they're always going to be, you know, very quiet. I'm not someone's going to be, you know, super loud and be, oh, yeah, yeah, we got it this year. We got it this year. Even with the way that the NFC uh, is this year, the fact that Rodgers is gone and uh, Brady is gone, like a lot of people are like, oh, by default, the only tension you got to really worry about is San Fran, Detroit, Philly, and then that's about it. But this, th- these are the Cowboys we're talking about. Like, there's been a couple of years where they were head and shoulders the best team in the NFC, and you still yep. got bounced out. So I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I mean, y'all, y'all have a good point. You know, it's only a couple of teams we got to worry about. But guess what? One of those teams that I named knocked us out the last two years. So, so therefore. Let's, yeah. let's not forget that. This is a team that just went there. Yeah, so therefore, you can't just pretend like they got a clear road to the uh, Super Bowl. Just get me to the champion. Get me to the conference championship first. You get me there, then I can start to believe. But other than that, it's either first round exit or second round exit. It's always guaranteed. They have not been to the championship round, like I said, in damn near thirty years. So if you honestly believe that they're gonna get to the Super Bowl or something like that, hey, I'm not gonna tell you. What you should or shouldn't believe. I'm just telling you what I believe, and and what I believe is they got a solid team on both sides of the ball. But do I believe that they can win it all? Currently, I say no. Fair I, enough. I, I mean, I, I I think either way, uh, whoever comes out the AFC is winning it all anyway, because the AFC is just a you, you talking about murderers row. Like all the all the great QBs are basically over there right now. The so, true, and yeah, the so best defensive players. I would say yeah. the almost like 
three of the top five defensive players, three or honestly, it might be four. Three of the top five defensive players are also in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Two of them are in the same division. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so two, like, two wh- whoever, whoever comes out that uh, particular uh, playoffs, like they fully deserve it, man. Fully. There's two different sets of AFC quarterbacks that are top five in the league right now, and they're still in the same division. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, stupid. But yeah, um, another thing about football that I really wanted to talk about is the paying the running back situation, which yeah. honestly, I have, I don't think I've ever been, I don't think I've been this mad at the NFL since blackballing Colin Kaepernick, because yeah. this is just a different form of blackballing. Um, really? For those, for those that don't know, the highest paid running back going into the next year is a rookie running back. Which usually you would be like, uh, no big deal. You know, Lamar Jackson was the highest paid quarterback for a little bit. And then, you know, right after that, they re-signed Justin. The Chargers re-signed Justin Herbert, making him the highest paid. You know, it's it's dealing with inflation and the way that the league usually turns out. And that's why some people get signed early, which also Ravens. This is why you dummy should have signed him weeks ago. You wouldn't have had to match up the deal. You wouldn't have to outmatch Daniel Jones. Stupid. But anyway, um, it's not like that for running backs. Saquon Barkley is going into the season next year on a one year, $11 million deal. Um, Christian McCaffrey, who's arguably been the best running back. When healthy for the past, you know, three, four years and Derrick Henry, you could say the same thing for him, honestly, just depending on their utility. Honestly, Derrick Henry has an entire offense built around him. None of these players are making more than $11 million going into the next season. Um, To put this in comparison of like, you know, who is getting paid what? Uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be the third option receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, and I believe he's going in to the season making eleven million dollars plus uh, plus bonuses. Mm-hmm. So the top five running backs of the NFL can't even manage to get the slot receiver pay. It's ridiculous. Especially with the beating that they take and how vital they are to certain offenses like Saquon Barkley. If it wasn't for him, Daniel Jones wouldn't even, you know, be where he is. Exactly. And a lot of people want to put, you know, the argument that they have been desiring to make for such a long time that really pisses me off is, um, well, look at the teams that went to the Super Bowls and see how many of them had Pro Bowl-level you know, Provo level running backs. Mm-hmm. And then I could also counter, and then they also will say, well, you know, quarterbacks weren't quarterbacks that get paid usually don't make it till after, but they get paid after they win the Super Bowl. But all of them have also made, you know, like they made the Pro Bowls just like the running backs. They've also had an opportunity to prove themselves. And when they prove themselves, they got paid. Unlike what has happened to the current running back situation, all the people that are vying for new contracts, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, you know, um, 
Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, like Tony all of these. Yeah, Tony Pollard. All of these people have ranked high, not only just in their position, but in their skill sets. Mm-hmm. So it's different. Um, what I mean by skill sets is not only are they running the ball well, they're pass blocking well, they're pass catching well. Some of them are also on special teams. They some of them have sat in the slot position on receiver and also caught passes from the slot and not in the backfield. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you look at the um, the way that the Chargers have utilized Austin Eckler last year, Austin Eckler had 915 rushing yards. I know some people are just like that's not that impressive. Hold up, before you get cussed out, he had 13 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He caught 107 passes for 722 yards in five more touchdowns. He had 18 total touchdowns last year. Killing it. You want to know what, what happened to their wide receiver core last year? Keenan Allen, 66 receptions, 752 yards. Mike Williams, too. I mean, even if you want to throw in Mike Williams, which I don't even know where. I don't know. Is Mike Williams still on that team or did he leave? I think he's still there. He should be. Because hey, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't see him on this. <laughs> I don't see him on their uh, the roster. But yeah, he had 895 yards off of 63 receptions and only four touchdowns. So their running back has more touchdown total touchdowns than them combined. But also, if you just take receiving touchdowns, he has more receiving touchdowns than Keenan Allen, has remained healthier longer than Keenan Allen, and mm-hmm. also still has more receiving touchdowns than Mike Williams as well. But the quarterback who was throwing him the ball, who gave 23% of his passes to Austin Eckler, is now the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Something's not right. Like now players aren't getting compensated for their skill set. And that's what angers me. Because that they NFL speak, which I don't really pay them any mind until recently. NFL speak decided to have this conversation and they they compared it to NBA centers. And this is the reason why this conversation is the dumbest argument I've ever heard against running backs. You know how many centers have a max contract in the league? Maybe like two, three. There's about there's about five. I know for sure Gobert definitely has one. Yeah. So if we wanna if we wanna really put it in perspective, like the top ten big contracts. Jokic and Embiid, obvious. But then you also have to put Carl Anthony Towns, who is center slash power forward for his team. Yeah, that's right. He has a max contract. <laughs> He's getting paid more than Joel Embiid. Fourth is Rudy Gobert. Fifth is Anthony Davis. Sixth is uh, Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton is number seven. Then even Jared Allen is like a number nine. So if we consider... Just the top five. The average 
the average salary for them is like 40, no, like almost 50 million each. Same. Now, let's say, you know, we're going to put this in perspective with the players whose contracts, you know, Jalen Brown is now making 60 million. He's going to be making 60 million going the next year or $60 million a year for his next yeah. contract. Yeah, for the average. Yeah. yeah, for the average. Now, if these people are like, he's the new max. The new Supermax. So that means the averages that we were looking at, the top four, the top four to five centers are making max contracts. Not just in their positions are they, do they have extreme value. They're some of the highest paid players in the league. Mm-hmm. So if these players are executing well in their position, they get compensated by league average. Why is it that top-tier running backs, especially with an offense that's built completely around them, Christian McCaffrey, that offense is made for Christian McCaffrey for the, with the 49ers. They changed Brock Purdy. They changed that offense from being too focused on Brock Purdy to being focused on what Christian McCaffrey can do, who can also throw the ball. And also, Dallas, that's why they try to lowball Debo Samuel, too, because they were trying to make him a running back when he was clearly a wide receiver. Exactly. Exactly. And then even with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is almost all of the Tennessee Titans offense. They run the ball at the highest clip in the NFL by far. I think it's at like 57% or 58%, something ridiculous like that. Like hard-nosed 90s football. Now, the players that can also catch the ball, which all of the top five can – Josh Jacobs can, Saquon Barkley can, Nick Chubb. All these people can catch the ball. All of them run the ball extremely well. Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley are number one and two in pass blocking for their positions. If they can do all of this, why are they not being compensated at least, at least like a top 30 receiver? They're still a skill position. Both their skill positions. What you could do to compensate for the thing that everybody's going to complain about, they get hurt so often. Why don't you just give them shorter contracts? If they have the re-sign every two to three years, but they're getting paid 17, 18 million, you still luck out because guess what happens when they're done? You can, be, you can completely cut ties with them and you can move on to the next, court, the next player. But mm-hmm. what doesn't make sense is completely saying, this position holds almost no talent or no skill set that should be compensated for. There's backup skill players making more than starting running backs. Adam Thielen is going into next year making more than Nick Chubb. Which is insane. And Nick Chubb, like, if you had to make a con- like a consensus number one running back, Nick Chubb is going to be top two in almost everybody's rankings. For sure. That, that dude is a beast. And he's consistent. And he rarely gets hurt. Dang, Saquon Barkley crazy. is the Giants offense yeah, as of last year. Really can't name their receivers for sure. In 17 games, Brian Dable led Daniel Jones to do what Lamar Jackson did in 12. Mm. I mean, no, I think it was in 11. Yeah, in 11 games. Mm. 
It took him all 17 games to do that. It's crazy. And yet they rolled out the red card for him and paid him easily. Exactly. Who was his number one target from the uh, in passing game? Saquon Barkley. Taking well over 20% of the passes. Crazy. Pay right. these people the way that they play, regardless of position. You know what the best tackle gets paid in the league? They get paid like a top-tier player in the entire NFL. You know what the best defensive end gets paid? Like a top-tier player in the entire NFL. Yep, gotta, we got to quit pretending that running backs are not very special uh, positions on the team. Like, I know um, they're trying to have, like, a, a two-three running back system, but you usually have the clear-cut number one option. Saquon is the clear-cut number one option. Josh Jacobs is as well. Nick Chubb. Um, like, there's uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Like, there's, there's just way too many number one options that are clear-cut. And I think it's only a few of them that actually do get paid decently. Like, uh, McCaffrey, I think he's the highest paid. But when it comes to, like, other examples, like Zeke, um, he had hit that wall pretty quick after he uh, signed that huge deal. So, like, that contract and Todd Gurley and a few other contracts that I can think of kind of scare owners to get them big money. But my thing is, at the end of the day, if they provide him, you know, that type of production, you got to pay him, man. Yeah. The, cr- the crazy thing to me is that even when we say, you know, Zeke hit a wall, there's other factors that made him hit that wall that isn't on him at all. They brought him back too early from injury. That's one. Second, you ran one of the most obvious offenses in the NFL. Yeah, that is very one. They had one of the highest rushing clips in the NFL. And then they only ran about six rushing plays. Three of them going towards the same two gaps. Yeah. That, that's my problem with the run plays. Like, there's no type of no no creativity. Yeah, and then when you expect your player to have all the creativity, you set an expectation for them that's very unrealistic. You yeah, can't expect you can't expect Zeke to break an eighty yard play when the play that you drew up for him is only to get five yards. Especially when they got so many players in the box, like. Exactly. It's too easy to stop. You can't expect to open up the run game when in the passing game you still can't throw freaking out routes. <laughs> like you there's things that you just can't do. And then on top of that, when we say that he hit a wall, he was still a thousand yard rusher up until what last year or year before last? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was last year, yeah. Yeah, last year. At one point, he was still leading the division in rushing when people said that he hit a wall. So the thing is, the expectation has been irrational for some time, but also you're not building around what you're not building around what you paid him. I also they think he pay- comes back halfway through the season. That's my hot take. Say that again. I also think that Zeke comes back to the Cowboys about midseason. That that's what I believe. Oh, that's a bold one. Yeah. I don't think he comes back. I think he does. 
Didn't he sign? Wait, did he sign with anyone else yet? Nah, he's still a free agent. It's a whole oh. bunch of whole bunch of running backs right now that that are still free agents. That's disrespectful. It is. But yeah, I. It's to I be expected it. in this market, you know. They expect them to take veteran minimum deals. You know, we'll pay you a million or two and uh, come in and be our third running back or option or whatever. They even force uh, what's the name Mixon to take a uh, pay cut, and there's a few other running backs that had to take pay cuts. So they they continue to get disrespected time and time again. It's just just how they treat that position, man. It's the easiest one to adapt once you get into the league. So uh, they just think that, hey, after about three to five, well, not even three to five, uh, after two years, hey, goodbye. And it just doesn't make any sense. There's so many things that, like, there's another thing that I wanted to point on is that teams with, these nine, you know, nine Pro Bowl running backs in midseason. One thing that I thought about is like the quarter, the running backs that did make it to the Pro Bowl. You know what? One thing they have in common, like almost consistently, mm-hmm. most of the leading rushes in the past ten years have been on a bottom ten defense team. Damn. And I was looking because I was like, "Yo, what happened?" Because somebody was sharing that you know, like these. These running backs weren't in the Pro Bowl and they made it to the Super Bowl and they're on the Super Bowl team. And I was like, first of all, Damian Williams should have been the the MVP for the first Chiefs Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is not the MVP. Williams uh, played his give, ass I'm, off. Let me give it to Mahomes every time. Sorry. They're going to, but I don't think he earned it. That's just my guy. That's fair. He can be your guy. He's a champion. But he didn't deserve that first MVP. They rode Damian Williams to the sunset, and that's exactly how they won that game. Even when the pass catching got, like, when Mahomes was shaky and they were coming to make a resurgence in the second half, their resurgence was on throwing the ball to Damian Williams and opening up the run game. He deserved it, but he wasn't going to get it because he doesn't have the story that they want. Same thing with not handing somebody like Marshawn Lynch the ball on the one-yard line. You can't. The yeah, narratives that they desire aren't the stupid. narratives that they're going to get. Yeah, it's very stupid. We've seen Derrick Henry be on a tear in the playoffs. But we also have seen, you know, teams run the ball all game. Like when uh, the Patriots, what, they threw the ball three times in that high win game? Oh, yeah, against Buffalo, yeah. And it's like, oh, they got two running backs. Yeah, two running backs that should be compensated because they're 1,000-yard runners. Granted, you we already know Bill ain't gonna pay nobody. Oh, but with the structure of the team being the way that it is, if you build a team around the run game, you pay the person you built your team around. That that doesn't even seem like that should be common sense. But common sense isn't common. It's not. And even then, like the percentage of the cap that a running back takes up, even if you let's say overpay. Is insignificant. Overpaying for a running back is paying a, a running back outside the top five, fifteen million a year. <laughs> you can overpay for a wide receiver 
at almost 20 million a year and they're outside the top 10 and people think that there's still some value there. Yep. You play yep. you pay a good slot 15 million a year. Why? <laughs> it's still an overpay. It's all because of narrative. I mean, they make it like like I said earlier, they make it seem like any running back can uh, do that same job regardless of uh, how many years they've been in, you know. Like that's why they always expect rookie running backs to just come in and, you know, have the, you know, Basically, yeah, have one hell of a year. Yeah, because uh, what's the name? Um, what was that rookie last year? Brees Hall with the Jets before he got hurt, like he was killing it. But they always expect rookies to come in and just do so well. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not always the case, right? Uh, it just shows you how the narrative, especially when it comes to the media, like everybody eat that same shit up. I, that's that's all I hear all the time. I mean, the fact that when Zeke got a release, a lot of people were rejoicing and stuff. And I'm like, I, I get it. Like, his numbers wasn't, you know, what the way that they used to be. But there's a lot of intangibles that he had offered to the team. You yeah. Know, such as being a leader and stuff like that. And, you know, being able to help the uh, young, younger running backs see certain things uh, on the field that they probably couldn't see before. And also but, another thing is these players should be compensated just for the amount of merchandising that they bring in. Zeke has been a high-selling jersey for some time for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is, we all know Derrick Henry is the highest-selling jersey on, on the damn Titans. No argument. No contest. Who's next? Kevin Kevin Byard? <laughs> it ain't Tannehill. We know for damn sure it ain't Tannehill. Be highly shocked if it was. And same thing with the rest of the top five. Like, people that get a Deshaun Watson jersey, I hate to break it to you. You should be shunned. You should just be shunned. As much as I used to love his game, let's be real here. No argument out of me. Man, that that dude right there. Yeah, it's a bad look all around. (laughs) I know Cleveland Brown fans are wanting to uh, have a bounce back year, but honestly, I don't see it. They put all their eggs in one basket and they got what they deserved, which is well, nothing. They have a great well, run game. Contract too. That's crazy. Yeah, but see, this is another, another thing that moves towards my point. Think about um, what was I going to say? Think about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, top five, top three running back in the league. Now let's see what the Browns' defense rank is. For last year. Yeah, they're usually pretty good. Usually. They were pretty bad last year. <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially with uh what Watson was it suspended, I think eleven games or something like that. Yep. There we go. Wait. There we go. The defense was ranked. Is that what I'm looking for? 25th in rushing yards, 20th in points. Ouch. 14th in yards per game. Awesome. Yeah, not gonna cut it. <laughs> not gonna cut it. 
every time you look at these teams and you say, man, they have an elite running back, but they shouldn't pay them. You also have to turn around and look at the defensive rankings. Joe Mixon, do you want to look at him? 23rd uh, defense, 23rd in pass yards per game, 16 in yards per game. Now, where they do excel is that they barely gave up any rushing yards, but their rushing offense was 29th in the league. That's because Joe Mixon was hurt. And they were 6th in points per game, but they also were like 7th set- in scoring. So that was awesome. But it's like, if they have a team that's built around the run game, the defense usually is pretty trash. Yeah, for Titans, sure. 32nd in pass yards, 23rd in yards per game. Thanks. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put all of this stuff on saying the running backs are overvalued. You just can't. Chargers, 28th in rushing yards, in rushing yards given up per game. 20th in yards per game. 21st in points. These teams have bad defenses, and you're not going to get that money back by not paying someone 10 mil. I mean, you know, like a 10 mil more or 8 mil, you know, any of that stuff. It's just like, bro, that, the logic there doesn't, it doesn't connect. Yeah, especially with... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Jim Jim Mersey dumbass came out and was talking about the running backs and still talking about um, bad faith and you know when it comes to contract negotiations and I'm like man just shut your um, drug fiending ass up man like, I'm trying to hear anything you try, you got to say bro too busy getting high over here watching games like why the hell are you still an owner of a team bro exactly oh, horrible owner by the way. Uh... The Giants ranked 25th in yards per game and 27th in yard in rushing yards given up per game, with a 26th ranked passing offense and the fourth ranked rushing offense. That's why I they also ranked 17 points and 17th in points per game. That's why I keep trying to tell people last year was a fluke, man. I don't care what nobody say. I think last year, well, it was a fluke, but I think that they're actually good. I don't the, think so. The thing is. And we smoke it, them. Oh, it's, it's clearly Brian Dable magic. Like, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. It's clearly Brian Dable magic. Mm-hmm. But even when it is Brian Dable magic, like, I think that the way that they're structuring this team now and the way they've drafted over the last three years, they can actually build something. But <laughs> they can't build it without focusing on the run game. Yeah. And I don't know why they wouldn't focus on the run game. I mean, at this point, like, I still don't understand why some people don't take the run game serious. Like, you can't just pass all day and expect to win. I mean, I know Mahomes and Burrow and uh, Herbert and other quarterbacks try to make it seem like that, but it's it's not. Exactly. Also, for anyone wondering why I didn't bring up, like, Christian McCaffrey's stats, he got traded during the middle of the season. But if you really want to know, <laughs> About how the Panthers looked at first. Let's let's just say their defense. Their defense only got good when he like only got good when they just kept giving up the ball all the time. Like they they had no offense, so that was that was it. But yeah, I, I really hope that they get compensated overall. I think that 
they deserve some type of reprieve. And I do think the best way to go about it is to just pay them and give them shorter contracts. If they have to, you know, resign every two years, that's fine. You know, even if it's your elite guys, if they got to resign a new contract every two years, I think they would be fine with it if they could get paid 15, 16 mil a year. And don't be sitting here talking about they should be grateful to still millionaires. You don't know how taxes work. You don't know that like in being a New York giant, getting 10 mil takes you get to walk home after paying your agent, after paying taxes for a single year, you may walk away with three mil. They don't see a lot of this money. So for someone to push to get 15 means that they really just want to walk home with eight, which is still heavily undercompensating someone when you have Josh Allen tying for the most interceptions in the league. And then he walks home with 35 mil a year. Running backs are always, you know, super liable. If they're not uh, running the ball, they have to protect and uh, many other things that they have to do on the field that are <clears throat> that go um, underappreciated, basically. Yep. And also, we're not looking for every single running back to get compensated that way. Of course, we no. want the top. We want the cream of the crop to get paid what they should be paid, just like everyone else across the board. And also, how in the world did the bills go from? Paying for Demar Hamlin to go to the hospital, you know, and basically not die, to wanting Naheem Hines to pay them, even though he wasn't at fault for the jet ski accident. That's yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's one of the most insane stories, man. A freak accident, and yet y'all y'all trying to take it out on him. They went from having good faith to just looking like the devils, yeah, the devils that they always were. And if they um. Uh, Come up short once again, which I believe they will. They definitely will. I have no one else to blame but themselves. Yeah, I don't think that there be. You know what? To be a hundred percent honest, if the offense changes the way that I think it will, they're not beating the Ravens. They're damn sure not beating the Bengals. They're not beating the Chiefs ever. They can just wrap that up. Mm-hmm. And I, to be a hundred percent honest, I'll go out on the limb and say it. I think they most likely would lose to the Jaguars. Also lose to the Jets and they own division. I don't know. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be that great. I mean, this isn't me shelling shelling out for Russell Wilson and saying that old quarterbacks just don't translate well to new teams. I just think that hiring Nathaniel Hackett is still a mistake. And <laughs> oh, did you hear what um yeah, Sean Payton? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that nigga went in. God damn, I've never seen a a coach. You know, go in on a coach while actually, you know, being a coach. I guess he forgot that he wasn't an analyst anymore. And I was like, bro, I thought y'all was supposed to have like a pack, you know, never throw one of your other uh, co workers on the bus like that, bro. Like, that I love it. I that love every bit crazy, of it. Crazy, man. But yeah, it was very entertaining to see and read, man. Like, jeez, I still can't believe you did that, man. Dude said, everything that they did last year, we're doing the opposite. This is one of the worst, if not the worst, coaching job I have ever seen in my life. I was like, yeah. 
I mean, but you know, I had been talking about that all last year, and I had been blaming him, and I was like, nah, it's definitely Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. It was like sixty forty. Actually, it was like sixty five thirty five. I blame Nathaniel Hackett for almost everything, because even the run game itself wasn't good when they had three running backs, and then they finally had one that was having an explosive year, uh, because you know. There's no film on rookies. That's also another point I was going to make about the running back situation. It's hard to stop people that you have no film on. Yeah. Especially if they're shifty. That's that's hard. But yeah, the to get away from that, pay the right people. Top 10 is top 10. Should be treated as so. Absolutely. Uh, next up in getting away from things, we need to get our government away from Mitch McConnell and all of the old heads that are in there that can barely stand and speak. We have Joe Biden falling every other week in random places, tripping over air because now air is heavier than his will to live. And then you also, (laughs) and then you also have Mitch McConnell freezing up in the middle of a press conference and having to get a hard reset by everybody that's in this group. I do think it's hilarious, though, because karma is sort of working. It's just not completely because, you know, it's only taking legs away from Greg Abbott and no one else. And it just kind of makes me mad. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah, speaking of that, like I had saw uh, some picture of uh, somebody having to be rolled in in a wheelchair in Congress. And I'm like, why the hell do we have niggas that are like 75 and older? In office when we try to have people who work regular jobs retire at 65. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make any type of sense. Why the hell are y'all running the nation? The nation that y'all want to run has passed by you. This is a way different era in um, your, your policies and the way that you do things and think about things. It's just not going to work now, man. But it's our own fault um, somewhat by electing these fools but then also we have to come up with some type of law or something like that bill to uh, limit the terms in Congress like they should not be able to just keep going and keep going like this exactly not be having no 85 90 95 I think somebody I saw then they were like 95 why the there's hell no are, way why the hell are you on con- you know in Congress on Capitol Hill making decisions for us. If anything, you need to be in a nursing home, buddy. Or in hospice. I'll yeah, take either too. one. Yeah. For the for the people that have been elected, I will take either one. And I know people don't like hearing that type of negativity, but we kind of need it. Um also, that reminds me. I got like a I got <laughs> I got a soft band today from from Instagram. And it was because there was a video from Vice News. There was an old woman that was spitting and swinging at protesters about, it was at some religious freedom conference. And of course, religious freedom as in, you know, not be nice to gay people and black folks because religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, use that, that card. Yeah, it's, it always makes an atheist smile whenever white Christians don't know how to actually be Christians. But anyway, um, my comment 
Because everybody was like, they handled it so well. They weren't aggressive. She needs to go to jail. And I said, why don't they just whoop her ass and go home? <laughs> and it's weird because I got my comment banned and I got a soft ban. But you mean to tell me the person that's actually physically attacking somebody doesn't have to, you know, isn't allowed to see the fact that they should probably get beat up? <laughs> You're beating people, but you shouldn't be told that you should get beat up. Beat up. And I was just like, all right, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But the politics has been very interesting lately. And it's just continuously aggravating at the same time. Uh, everything between everything in Florida, let's just be real. Everything in Florida is just God awful. Just cut that shit off and let it float in the ocean. For real. We need to take it and push it somewhere else. <laughs> In the words of Patrick Starr. (laughs) And I just, it it makes it more and more real every day that I see what they have to say in the news and what they're trying to do. That they just really, the thing that I really want people to recognize is like, they're trying to change history in its entirety. But it always, always comes at the expense of black people first. And, you know, a lot of reasons, like I myself have been in a long time activist. And I know when people hear that, they're just like thinking I've signed petitions and stuff. And it's like, I've been on marches. I've been in organized groups. I, I've, I've done this. I've been there. I've done that. So you telling me you don't think slavery was beneficial, bro? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> But, um, the most you know, stupid statements I ever heard. That was one of the dumbest things. And then the thing is, like, the, the easiest way to counter that is if you think that slavery was beneficial and they taught them skills, then why do no white people want to be slaves? Mm. Riddle me that. Yeah. If this is such a great thing, if this everybody wants to be an astronaut because it's cool. Everybody wants to be an athlete because it makes a lot of money. What is the benefit to tell me the inherent benefit to being a slave that makes you personally want to be a slave? Exactly. Not not the historical concept. What makes you want to be a slave? How many people do you knew do you know that wish they were sold into slavery? Unironically, non-sarcastically. And they won't be able to answer that. They can't even tell you what woke means, but they'll definitely tell you that they're anti-woke. Jeez, man, I can't stand that term. Every time I hear it now, it just it just makes me cringe, man. Because and it makes me so mad because it's a black term. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And people misuse it so much. Like as soon as they don't agree with something, oh, Bud Light has gone woke, and this has gone woke. Barbie is woke and like shut, just shut the hell up, damn! It sucks just, so much. Just everybody complaining about everything all the goddamn time, bro. Like myself, <laughs> I don't like. But my thing is, especially when it comes to like the LGBTQ community, like why are y'all so? Why, why do people get so up in arms about their lifestyle? Like it has nothing to do with you, bro. What they do I, is what they do. You know what I've kind of come to the conclusion of? I think, and this is just for straight men, 
I think straight men get mad that gay people are gay because they need another out. They need more people to join their outlet of being able to freely complain about women. Like, look at it like that. The guys have already gay men have already found their solution. (laughs) They're sleeping with gay men. (laughs) Straight men don't want to do that. But they also are envious of the idea, idea, because I've, I've had to be corrected on this myself. They are jealous of the idea that someone has an easier dating relationship and they can get the things they want out of the relationship without fail and without issue. Now, that's not true. Is Gay dudes do more than just banging, sucking, and clucking. <laughs> I'm not going to say the other word right now. But... <laughs> You know, try to clean up my act a little bit, but they're doing more than that. They have they're more human than that. But it's just also an insult because straight men that want to complain about straight women and dating women. When they get mad that these dudes aren't gay, they also get, you know, they get jealous. They get mad and jealous. They want their lives to be that simple. They want to be able to go on Tinder the same way that they believe all gay men can go on grinder and just get some cheeks. They want it to be as easy as hanging out with your homeboy, even though there's different types of gay people in this world. So I think a lot of it comes from that. And of course, religion. And I mean, as religious as both of us are, religion has plenty of flaws. (laughs) Plenty. Yes, it really does. But also can y'all limit that to white people religion? Just just limit it to white people religion and we'll be back on board. Because white people and black people do not have there's a that's a reason why there's so many denominations. And a lot of them are led by race too. White people and black people do not see Christianity the same. And for everybody that's just like, well, you know, y'all were slaves and they taught y'all they taught y'all Christianity to keep you down. There was these people are born in the, the most of the people in the Bible are born in the Middle East. If you think it's a white religion, you definitely got to be shitting yourself. Yeah. It didn't derive from white people. But yes, the colonization of history through white folks has made it to where we have a different view on Christianity. But a lot of people have hold, held on to those roots where they understand and they know exactly what's going on. But yeah, I just overall, it's weird, man. Just let people live their life, especially if it's not any, if it doesn't have any interference with you living yours, it's not illegal or it's not harming people that are, you know, around you. Let it go. Some people just, some rich people just want to get on a submarine and see what the Titanic looks like. But then there's also some rich people that are still exploiting their workers and won't make a deal with them to where they can actually go to the bathroom during their shifts. Pick your battles. Big time, man. It doesn't make sense, man. Like, there's certain stuff that I can understand for us to get mad at, but there's certain stuff where there's no need to be mad about. And that's at all. Then try to just throw around religion whenever you want to make a point because you have nothing else to use. Um, I feel like that's not also not a good thing either, especially when it comes to 
you know, you're supposed to love everybody. You're not supposed to be like, oh, well, since you're gay, well, I don't, I don't love you or I don't put up with your lifestyle, so I hope the worst for you and stuff like that. That's not how religion is supposed to work. Exactly. Yeah, when it comes to hate crimes and stuff like that, like, don't even think twice about it. That's not how shit should be, man. Just not at all. Like, just because you want to fuck the same, you know, uh, that, that has nothing to do with anything. Man. I don't give a damn what you do. And we work together when it comes to, you know, making sure that society is working the way it's supposed to. Not, you know, just for the rich, it's supposed to work for everybody. Absolutely. That's what bothers me the most. Like, there are so many families and stuff that struggle and live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, the government just seems like that's just fine. Like, they just see everybody as, you know, cogs in the system. And, like, people deserve breaks, man. Like, the fact that, oh, who was that fool that said, oh, that stimulus check should last us for months. $1,200, bro. Last people for months. Are you kidding me, bro? I think that was Mitch McConnell. Honestly, I also oh. think it was Joe Biden. I think it was both of them. Who knows, man? Either way, whoever said it, definitely just stupid as hell. Because yeah. if you think about it, standard of living in anywhere in the United States, 1200 that's going to last you maybe at best a week or two. That's it. Like, that debt statement made no sense to me. That just shows you how far gone that the government and the people that we have in power are. That they don't understand what regular citizens go through. And then the fact that I saw um, an article where they voted to give themselves raises. How the, how the hell y'all gonna give yourself raises when y'all can't even take care of us or the people who have y'all in office? You couldn't exactly. do anything with student loans. <clears throat> you couldn't, like, help us more when it came to the pandemic and then just in, in general man like the jobs that y'all do are just unsatisfactory every single month year all of that man ever since I've been able to vote I feel like it does nothing because it just falls on deaf ears like we can complain all the time but first of all enough people don't vote and then two uh, the people who do vote they just kind of vote oh, a straight Democratic or a straight Republican. Like, at the end of the day, I think both parties suck. And we need yep. a new party. But because everybody's just so, you know, content with their ways, even if we get a new party, like, they won't get enough support. Because mm-hmm. everybody's just like, red, blue, red, blue, bucket, red, okay, I'll, I'll go blue. Like, it, they're not even thinking about it. That, and that's the issue. Yeah, a lot of these people don't know anybody, anything about the people that they're voting for and barely know what the even the major people that they do think they know about are standing for. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that still don't know what a Republican or Democrat platform is. Crazy. That's just how things are. I mean, people don't want to do the research or anything. Like, they just intent. Like if they if it's a name that they heard on the news or something like that, that's good enough for them. They'll vote. The fact that uh, Abbott got back into office after what happened with people freezing to death, and that the the grid 
still boggles my mind that they allowed him to get back in the office. Well, that's because if the left wins, they won't just freeze. They'll freeze and have pride flags in their yard. Oh, man, that should be the least of our words, man. Who cares about the flags and stuff? I know. The the sad part (laughs) is that's like some circles a real argument. And I'm just like, man, you fringe groups are getting on my nerves. (laughs) Yeah, man. Silly. You heard about the news around that Jason Aldean song? Yeah, uh, small. Try that in a small town. Like, shut your ass up, man. If I saw you in pot, I'd slap the hell out of you. <laughs> it's just like, like there was a the big part. Of, exactly. I was like, there's a huge part of me that's just like, I don't care because I just don't take country music seriously, especially now. Like, it, it used to be pretty serious, but I think I, I think I talked about that last episode when I was like, it used to be about. You know, fight the power, start a union, and now it's just like protect our billionaires. And, you know, let's lick boots, but tell everybody else yes. to pick their bootstraps up. Like I just—that's why I don't care. But I do like the fact that this song is like—I don't like the traction it's getting because that means you have to listen to it. But I like the traction that it's getting because it's getting nothing but hate. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm like, true. bro, I don't. I don't care about this dude. I don't really care about this song. I have bigger things to worry about, but it's also fun to be in the, in on the joke. But also see where he got some of his information from and see how messed up it can be. Like taking a pit, t- shooting your video in front of one of the last buildings where a, per- where a black man was lynched. Yeah, you onto something. You onto something, bud. Or the fact that you want somebody to try that in a small town, and that's where most mass shootings have taken place. Mm-hmm. Guess you never heard of Uvalde, Uvalde, but then again, you probably haven't. Why? Because it's a small fucking town. Damn it! So much from cleaning up my language. <laughs> I mean, certain stuff is kind of hard to man. I mean, or for you True. to get your point across, sometimes you got to bring out that language. But yeah, that's. To me, that's kind of like my world. I just love the fact that you can make fun of it. There's nothing else to it. I didn't listen to the song because why give him the listens? But if anything... I just saw a clip of it and that was good enough for me. I'm just like, everybody just be losing their damn minds, man. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's worth the, the conversation, to be totally honest. like I don't think it's worth the depth of the conversation that it has. But I do think that people like that who share, who hold views the way that he does and the way that it kind of dog whistles towards, I'm not going to say white supremacy. I'm going to say towards very conservative values, it should be called out. I don't want to call everything racist or white supremacy because it gets old. You can't like people need to earn the title of racist. You can't just call somebody a racist all free, all you know, nilly willy, because then it loses its value, and then nobody's listening to you when you call somebody a racist. Sure, you, you gotta really make them earn it. You gotta make that person that is racist want to be racist. <laughs> like somebody today on Instagram told me to take off my cheap suit and get back in my tree, and I was just oh, like, wow. "Yeah." And it was you wanna know why they they said it? Because wow. there was. A Mexican woman who said she was whitewashed and said she only wanted to date white men. And people were like, it's a preference. And I was like, being 
being whitewashed slash being brainwashed into wanting to only dating white men isn't a preference. You actually should seek professional help. That's the only statement. I didn't say she was ugly. She is. I didn't say that she would never find anybody. She won't. I didn't say, you know, like, I didn't say that she was a terrible person. God don't like ugly. And, <laughs> you know, like, with those things aside, like, I didn't go after her. I just said, you know, if you brainwash into liking anything, it's not good. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, that's, that's, that's all, uh, I mean, that's all it takes, you know, just for you to say something like that, and uh, <laughs> people just go off the rails, man. Yeah. I mean, it didn't bother me. I genuinely thought it was funny. I was like, what makes it funny is this is a $300 suit that I clearly could have purchased, but I decided not to. But <laughs> well, I was like, okay, man, whatever. I'll climb back in my tree. <laughs> As long as you uh go back to your cousin wife's house. Oh damn. It's a damn shame. But <laughs> hey, they they started it first, so it's justified. Yeah. I mean I didn't even respond to the comment because like nobody liked it. <laughs> like nobody liked his comment. And I was like, Oh yeah, remember I got banned today for saying <laughs> that a a old racist lady should get her ass kicked. What a world. It's crazy, man. What a world. Society, man. I mean, just looking back, what, 10, 10 years ago when we was in college, like, it's just way different now. It is. And definitely yeah. not for the better. Yeah, I'm about to say, I definitely can say it's not for the better. Yeah. Jeez, man. I wonder what's going to look like 10 years from here. More trash because old people will still be alive. Well, those old people that were complaining about will still be alive. Not all old people. It's not that bad. But anyway, I, say, I, like, um, I like I like a few old people, but the people in government, hell no, fuck them. Nah, hell no. Government's trash. But yeah, that's. I'm not gonna lie. That's all I had. I just wanted to complain about. <laughs> money. Honestly, this whole episode was me complaining about money. People not running backs not getting paid enough. Politicians getting paid too much. That's all good. You just getting your uh, old man yelling at the sky syndrome going. So it's all good. <laughs> man, all luckily this time it was a it was truly a millennial yelling at the sky. Uh, <laughs> this one is pretty relevant for once. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. You got any closing words for him? Uh, y'all just, you know, keep y'all heads up in regards, you know, anything that y'all do. I know sometimes the job can probably get on your nerves and stuff and many other issues that are going on in our country, but keep your head up at all times. Make sure that you get keep your mental as good as you can because <laughs> uh, obviously it's not the easiest. And uh, make sure that you also take time for your physical workout every now and then. Great advice. Great closing. Also, shout out to Landon's new microphone. Y'all won't hear any background noise anymore. Yeah, I apologize, uh, guys. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Took you forever to get the goddamn mic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, other than that, just following up what you said, you know, love yourselves, love one another. 
treat other people how you like to be treated in the world. Be the change you want to see. All that cheap stuff. But um, most of all, slap a racist like you mean it. Mm, amen to that. <laughs> and whenever you get a hold of one, don't let them go. Seriously, don't let them go. Call the police. <laughs> hold them down. Make sure that they get there first. And if you're black, make sure you leave the premises. But leave them yeah, like handcuffed to a tree or something. I'm, I'm glad Protect you yourself. put that part on. I'm glad you put that part on because I'd be yeah. damned if I work for the cops. Exactly. Lastly, um, stream King Kenzo. It's on all streaming platforms. Also, go check out Gun em Down on, Sp- on SoundCloud. What about therapy? Isn't that? Oh, yeah. And therapy. Actually, just... Check out Call Me LQ on all things. Twitch, YouTube. Uh, I think I got a Twitter account. I don't use it because we don't F with Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> I'm on well, threads. It's not, it's not Twitter, bro. It's X. Well, wait, the change already? Well, I mean, the app still has Twitter or whatever, but I guess their official name is X now. I, I don't know. Some stupid shit. Oh, my God. I hate it here. <laughs> so sick of rich white people. <laughs> God. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Find us on all things. This episode will be up and more. You'll be hearing from us soon again. Shout out to Claude. He just woke up and I'm not recording with him because he just woke up. Anyway, <laughs> Shona Speak Easy. We out. Yeah.